everyone. Art Valerio, and uh, welcome back to our podcast uh, named uh, Location, Location, Location. Today's guest uh, is a very, very interesting person. Um, I have today with me Ryan Hotchkiss. Ryan is um, the owner, head, chef, creator, and I'm sure does quite a few uh, dishes at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Thanks for good. having me. Well, really, good, really good to have you here. Before we get into anything, I think uh, our listeners should know a little bit about uh, about what you uh, what your restaurant's done in a sh- such a short, short time. When when did you open your restaurant, Ryan? January 26, 2017. 2017. So just turned three. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I remember when I was three. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> Uh, let's let, let me just go over some of these things. Uh, Globe and Mail, th- uh, three out of four. Uh, the Sun, four point five out of five. And these are uh, these are uh, obviously reviews. Um, the CBC Best New, uh, Wear Magazine Best New Restaurant, uh, View Weekly Best New Restaurant, Near Perfect were the words that they used in their uh, article. Avenue Magazine Second Best New and Third sharing uh plates in other words third place for uh for plate sharing open table top 100 2017 2018 uh tomato uh number one dish in top 100 the edmonton journal um number one dish in top 100 on route magazine number eight best new um Top 100 uh, in OT. What's that? What's Open o- Table? Oh, that Open Table. Oh, Open Table. Yeah. Okay, 2019. Avenue 2019, number four, best overall. Forbes feature. What, yeah. what was uh, that? Was just a feature on was like uh, two months ago, I think. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's that that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, CNA, uh, sh- uh, chef in residence. Uh, Amex featured. Uh, you had a feature on Amex. Yeah. Uh, Wear Magazine 2019 Best Third Avenue 2020 uh, Number 4 Best Restaurant CBC 2019 (laughs) Best Dish Second Best And Top 100 in 2020 Wow In Canada Wow That's that's crazy I mean uh, I'm not sure that there's been I mean not that I'm I'm a restaurant guy I don't know anything about restaurants But I'm not sure that there's been a, a restaurant With that many uh, credits in that short of a time. There's a handful, so not very many though. Yeah, so yeah. It's a pretty elite company, which is amazing. So, yeah. So, like, what? What, what <laughs> happened? I just, yeah, like, I what, what, tell what, you. Like, yeah, well, I could, but <laughs> it's well, long. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, so, tell us what um, what makes you different. What like what makes you stand out? What the is restaurant this? itself? Yeah. Oh, well, we got time, so I mean, we can. There's a short version and a long version, okay. obviously. <laughs> so we'll go with the long one, I guess, or we'll try not to get too long with it. So, I guess it all starts with what makes me different, like myself personally, because I think it does take a different type of person to, well, first of all, be in the restaurant industry, and second of all, be an entrepreneur. Agreed. And third of all, to be somebody that's going to push it, and be there enough in its early stages to make it work and make it be really, really over the top successful. Um, so it kind of started like the, in terms of me wanting to be a restaurateur, just when I started cooking, I just, that type of person, as soon as I pick something up, it goes, okay, what's the extreme? What's the max of course. Right. So, 
as soon as I got into the kitchen, it was, well, I guess I'm going to own a restaurant. It wasn't even really a thought <laughs> process. It was just, that's the pinnacle. So that's what we'll do. So, so yeah. you didn't wait. So you didn't grow up your whole life thinking I'm going to be, I'm going to own a restaurant and be a <laughs> no. chef and nope, no. Nope. No, I mean, I definitely, it was probably one of the only careers outside of, I was big into snowboarding and uh, skateboarding back then. And I played a little bit of baseball. So it was kind of, I was really athletic. So it was one of those three things. And then the fourth would have been being a chef just because I was a good cook when I was really young and our family just had a really good relationship with food. So those were the biggest things. Uh, the garden was always a big thing. So yeah, just the, the relationship with food was always really, really close. So, so, so where does the creativity come from? Because, uh, I've read a lot of these reviews and I know obviously a lot of people read them right across the country. Otherwise mm -hmm. they wouldn't show up and you wouldn't yeah. get these kind of credentials. But, uh, yeah. where does the creativity come from? Um, I probably can attest some of that to growing up in the, with the skateboard and snowboard background. I was always like I started skateboarding pretty early on and that was before the days like like that at that time of my life there's no internet or there was but it was very limited I didn't have access to the internet so it was always reading magazines and you know searching things out so it was a lot of it was like graphic based you know what were the cool boards and things like that and it kind of went from there and you know you could see you know we were when we were little kids all we would do is draw skateboard logos that we've saw what we saw before you know so all the creativity kind of started from there and then you know, eventually it got into more, more of the artistic side of things. And so I, I'm a little bit artistic. I don't think food, at least I don't think my food is overly artistic, but, uh, in terms of having a good eye for the room and having a good eye for, you know, the way things are presented in terms of, uh, like plates on the table and things like that, they all, that all that matters and all of that can, yeah, comes full circle. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think so. But I think we would be uh, underscoring your creativity in terms of what you <laughs> cook as well or what you yeah. prepare because if it didn't taste good, yeah. you, nobody would come back. And I yeah. think most of what I've read about Boondock is uh, the fact that um, you know the taste is a little bit unexpected and it's, uh, it's surprisingly, um, surprisingly good and people yeah. just... They want to come back and have more. Yeah. I think one of the things that we strive to do is be fairly unassuming in our presentation and also our delivery of the menu and the room. You know, when we first opened up, we didn't have a sign. It just drove people <laughs> too nuts. Yeah, I, I think we were all just tired of hearing, like, you guys need a sign. You guys need a sign. Just, yeah. Okay, fine. We'll get a sign. <laughs> it's a small sign. <laughs> did uh, did business increase when you put a sign up? Not, or not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> the first, I, I said the first person that says we need a bigger sign is getting kicked out of here. <laughs> so, you're saying, so you're saying it's not yeah. about marketing. It's about what you present at the end of the day and, and how you uh, expose yeah. yourself. Is that It is. a Yeah. I mean, marketing, it's about marketing in the sense of, uh, of how you market. Cause I mean, everything can kind of get drawn back into the marketing side of things, but it's all about how you deliver it. And we weren't in a rush to deliver it to the public. We were going to let us be kind of a hidden gem and, you know, we didn't want to force feed people of what we're doing. We kind of wanted it to happen naturally. I say we, but it was me. Yeah, <laughs> at, no, that, I, at that time, I get that. At that time, it's that. a little bit different now. But, um, yeah, we wanted it to kind of happen, and we wanted to earn people's respect. Was a big part of it. Uh, you know, we didn't want to come out and have a really flashy Instagram and have a really flashy media presence. We wanted to be, you know, this is what we do. We're what? a humble place, and then come taste it, 
if it's good let everybody else know and, and if come it's, back. And if it's yeah. not, let you know, obviously, yeah, let us right? Know yeah, as well. that's, yeah. And so yeah. uh, that seems to be a, that seems to have been a winning, um, uh, sort of a, a, a winning formula for you. Yeah. But again, I think it all stems back to your creativity in terms of the food and, mm-hmm. and how it tastes and the delivery of it. Um, obviously, being a person that's there all the time or majority yeah. of the time, yeah. has impact on results absolutely and uh, the results speak for themselves so boondock like why'd you call it boondock <laughs> so when i was first thinking about a name I, I i remember sitting in my little apartment back then and just kind of thinking about edmonton and what i wanted to kind of reflect about the city and at that time it was well it still is it's 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 not small it's a big city but it's well biggish but it's also out of, kind of out of the way for a lot of other major cities. You know, it's not Vancouver, it's not Calgary, where those are kind of hubs for anything, right? Like coming in, coming yeah, out. So, yeah, of course. But Edmonton, the thing about Edmonton is people that are from Edmonton will stay in Edmonton. And I think that's a good part of Edmonton. It, it gives us a more, I don't know, a, a unique environment. Uh, it's a really tight-knit community, especially in the, in the restaurant industry. And so I was kind of just thinking of words and neighborhood and things like that that were really important to it. And I said, well, it's kind of out of the way. And I really liked the word boondocks, but I didn't like the way it was spelt. Like I thought it would kind of, well, first of all, like docks is going to make people think that it's uh, like seafood that place where you, yeah, yeah, or right, something. Yeah, yeah, good point. And then yep, the yep. boondocks would be, to me, it sounds like a pub. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of wanted to, okay, like we take the history of all of our dishes into account. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't we take the history of this word into account and see if we could find something? So I just kind of, yeah, did a little bit of research and kind of found out where the word came from. And it's, it was a Tagalog word, which is Filipino. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't really tie in. So that kind of threw people for a loop at first. But I think now that it's kind of become an easy word for people to say rather than like bundock is it, bundock? Is it bundock? <laughs> and that's another thing though like, like love it or hate it you talk about it because it's spelled differently and it's got that funky umlaut but i also wanted it to be something that i could change if, if say say i went into this and the the food didn't work yeah people weren't receptive to it okay that's fine but it, if if we called it you know, Al's pizza and we were doing pizza, we would have to do pizza. So now we don't have to change the name. We can just change the cuisine without having to change the name. So Excellent. it gave us Excellent a lot point. of room yeah. to, yeah. to kind of play with and, and we could, and it could be anything, you know, cause you know, three years from now or three years from then the food could be completely different. So, so just in the last minute or so, I'm sure my listeners, um, um, realize that, uh, Creativity is what you're all about. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. most people don't have a yeah. three-minute dissertation on why they picked true. a particular name. So, Very true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'd say that that's the stem of, yeah. uh, of your success. I mean, I'm just going to get. I'm just guessing. Well, what mm-hmm. do I know? I don't know anything. But, uh, <laughs> that's well, how that's, you feel after. Yeah, like that's how I feel after doing this for so long because you just realize how much you don't know about one industry. You well, know, that's, you keep uh, going and keep going down this crazy rabbit hole. That's yeah. the truth, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that uh, you've been uh, you've been um, um, 
getting accolades for is um, the, your ability to change things up, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not always the same things on the menu. And um, when you're done with something, it's done. Like yeah. maybe like Costco, you know, you, you, go, yeah. in, you go in for that, that one <laughs> thing that you really want. Yeah. Uh, and, so that's, I, and I think that that's something that... Um, that keeps people coming back because they, you know, they want something different. Yeah, and that's one of the things we've been kind of, I, I've been fighting with lately. Um, just because I've been, I've, I'm at a bit of a transition point with the restaurant right now. I've got two small kids, really, like, well, oh, three, oh, three and What ages? What ages? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> just about four. Just about oh, four awesome. is my oldest, but it's insane. It's so madness. you have five minutes a week to yourself. Yeah, pretty sure. much. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. so it's, so the, the, the changing of the menu has definitely become a little bit stagnant. Um, but I think we're going to get back to, well, we're definitely going to start changing it up. Um, but it's just a matter of me being able to kind of let go a little bit. And But I have such amazing staff that I have to just trust them and be there for the the uh, theoretical type talks that we for have. Sure. This might work with this. And then we'll, you know, we've been kind of coming up with ways of how we're going to communicate these findings of what in, what ingredients we're using and things like that. So... It'll be a work in progress. So right now, that is the biggest thing is us to try and change some more dishes because, yeah, I'd say since, well, it's also difficult in this time of year, especially right now, because late winter is just the worst. Like, we're We're so tired of using potatoes and beets and things like that. So we're kind of, you know, and then the things that are starting to pop up, you know, maybe in about three weeks, it'll get a little bit better because we get some of the the greenery from the Pacific Northwest starts to come out, asparagus and right. some lettuces and things like that right. will start to pop up, which is changes the game for us. So that'll be nice. But in the, in the early stages, yeah, we changed it a lot. You know, in the first three months, I remember printing menus like daily, which is, uh, <laughs> we couldn't do it now. No. Well, we could, but we couldn't afford it. So, yeah. so do you use a team approach as far as uh, cr- creativity as well with your restaurant, or do you find? I, you know, I, I realize you're the you're the sole owner of the restaurant, but uh, if I was to ask ask your longest um, sort of uh, last or so your longest uh, time, or sorry, employ employee, um, would they say it's a team approach or it's more of a or for a the creativity? Approach? side of things probably not right now it's i would say it's definitely me except for the cocktail program and the wine program just because that's not my area of expertise right but uh right now the food is yeah definitely all me um but again i think we're gonna get rid of like get away from that a little bit yeah but i think the direction of the dish or the direction of the way we treat an ingredient will always kind of be me but it'll just be me telling somebody Hey, this is the direction I think we could go with this ingredient, okay. or I think yeah. this is the yeah. way yeah. we could go with this. And then I'll get you the ingredients, I'll source it out, I'll make sure it's feasible, and then you go to town cooking it. Yeah. Okay. And then that's how they learn too. So, but I think that they will, some of the cooks would say, Hey, I want to cook this dish. You know, is that going to work or is this, what should we do? And it'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's, um, Let's move on to um, to a couple of other topics that I that I'm interested in hearing your opinion on. And firstly, why Edmonton? You know, and and I, I guess the the common denominator is always family, no matter no matter where people live. Yep. But um, I mean, in my opinion, Boondock could be uh, successful in any market. 
Thank you. So why? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so why? Again, it's just my opinion, but yeah. um, <laughs> why? Why? Why Edmonton? Um, well, yeah. So first and foremost, family. Yeah. How important then, is family to you? Oh, it's extremely important. Yeah, extremely important. But that being said, there was definitely a time when I was like, I shouldn't be in Edmonton. <laughs> I should be somewhere else. But then it kind of, so I would say, I would say, well, yeah, let's keep it more present. So five years, well, say, yeah, two years before the restaurant, five years ago. Right. I would say, yeah, we definitely toyed with the idea of moving and opening it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but you, but it, the pure logistics of that is it, it now that I know that is so crazy. Like to try and move to another place and open a restaurant would be so difficult without, without it being your fourth, third, fourth restaurant. You know what I mean? Because you'd have yeah. to have such a massive team, you know, sourcing, something is so basic as whatever you want to call it cocktail napkins or yep. whatever yep. it may be yep. is so much more difficult when you don't know where to go and you don't know where to go it's to say it's something bigger a fridge right you know you're gonna lose a couple thousand bucks because you didn't go to the right place right. to grab so, it or so, what but then exponentially it just gets more and more and more and more and so more. having contacts having uh, contacts people to massive. rely on having yeah. support everything this is, is a this, massive family this is, this is your yeah. center and this yeah. is where you got the most yeah. uh, help yeah. and usually um, yeah. well, how do you think your quality of life would have been affected in a brand new city without friends and out support? Forget the money side of it, but yeah, uh, like, and I'm sure that played, that played a role as well. Yeah, it would be, yeah, again, just so much more tough. You just need that network so much. You need, that's one of the biggest things I've, I've learned is you need to use people. And I don't mean use them. I mean let them do what they're what they want to do. Let, let, let them, them do let their them job. help you in other words. Let yeah. them help you. Yeah. yeah, they want to help you. Absolutely. So you're saying nobody yeah. does it alone. Nobody does it no, alone. No, 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 far no. from it. And <laughs> that's the biggest thing that I like I remember just wanting to do everything up until, you know, a year ago probably right. and right. I'm like, okay, I got it. You just you just get spread so thin. Yeah. And you just have to learn what you can leave your fingerprint on. And, right. it be, and it also, the restaurant just starts to not become yours as much too, which is okay. And you have to learn how to just let go and that's, let your staff do their job and let the people do their job. That's got to be tough. It is tough. It's yeah. got to be tough. I understand yeah. that. So, yeah. let, so what about, um, and I like to, and I like to, you know, we need to talk about current events and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the, the virus is, uh, is a, is a huge factor especially yeah. even today today might be one of those days where uh, you and i probably will never forget it uh, from a financial st- standpoint the mm-hmm. stock markets are at an all-time low and yeah you know uh, oil prices crashed this morning so you know it's uh, it's affecting everybody so mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on uh, desocialization because of the virus and what i mean is people attending and trending not to gather not to go out oh it's tough it's tough it's hard to it's hard to see what's going to happen i mean we're right in the thick of it right now and as i look at the reservations we're pretty busy okay which is surprising i know i woke up this morning and i thought okay like let's see what happens but i look at looking at it right now and it's full tonight 
Oh. Almost full tomorrow. Excellent. Wednesday's good. Thursday's good. Friday's so, so weekend's have, a little bit slow. So are you saying you haven't experienced anything yet in nothing, terms of... Nothing yet. ...of what's going on? Nothing at all. Okay. No. Okay. No. Since the get-go. So we're we're pretty lucky. Um, I don't know what I we could attest that to. Like, you know, I don't want to say... I really, I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. People are, yeah, are so... We're so connected... Yeah, we're so far apart in terms of our of what we're actually thinking. You know, yeah. like this day and age, that it's it's so tough to put your finger on the pulse. And again, we're only thirty seven seats. Well, that's so yeah, it's that, really that, hard that, to grasp it. But I think that I think that if you were to like I, a good friend of mine lives in California, and he said it's just absolute mayhem. Like, so they're in, they're in panic mode they're, already. They're in pretty big panic mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it's he said it's twofold. It's one, it's people. And, he'd, and and he's about to leave, so he, this is why it came up. He's about to leave for work, and he's talking about leaving his girlfriend behind. And he said he's worried about two things. He's worried about the, first of all, it getting bad, like yep. an actual, yep. you know, actual, her getting yeah. sick or right. somebody around them getting right. sick or the whole city going into lockdown like Milan. Right. But um, he's also worried about people just taking advantage of the situation. Yes. And especially it being so densely populated where he is, it's just, he said, it's just crazy. Like, it's absolute mayhem at the grocery stores you know and it's for toilet paper and hand what is, sanitizer what is that but there's what's, soap on the shelves well what yeah what's <laughs> the, your what's the deal yeah. with the toilet paper i don't know i don't even get that i don't know i don't like, get it either i mean i i yeah. understand natural disasters you go get water you get you know you yeah. get food but what's the deal gets... with the toilet paper i was at costco myself on yeah. the weekend and there was none not mm-hmm. that i needed any but I just had to look and see. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I think it's people just just following, just saying. Like, if they I see other right. people grabbing toilet paper, like... I think you're right. So they, <laughs> so they just see a whole bunch of toilet paper being gone, and they're like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. The toilet paper is going. You know, <laughs> better if, grab some toilet paper. If, and if people are, are, oh. are that easily influenced overall, which... Mm-hmm. Which seems to be the case in times of crisis. They are. Um, then, um, you know, maybe it's important for people who are knowledgeable and have uh, educated um, sort of uh, information um, to start talking about more positive things that are going on because that yeah. also influences people. Yeah. But nobody's doing that right now. No, especially not the mainstream media because it doesn't sell. No, you're it doesn't. That right. It doesn't sell. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be the one outlet that's not talking about their virus, right? You know, or not talking about why it's bad, right? Not talking about the numbers, which I, is unfortunate. I but. did. I did read on the weekend that um, on Friday last week they had the lowest uh, increase in China at the in the epicenter um, overall in a one day period. Yeah. Uh, not not to say that it still wasn't increasing, but the the rate of increase had slowed down. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that uh, helped anything because, as you know, from the from a look at the markets today, yeah. they it didn't have any impact on anybody or nobody read that part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah. that's uh, isn't it isn't it kind of um, it's kind of crazy that uh, we're almost in this perfect storm. We got, mm-hmm. you know, OPEC. Uh, we have uh, uh, Russia and uh, and the Saudis arguing about the price of oil and how much they're going to produce, and they walk away from the table and sends oil prices into the dumpster. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and of course, they're they're saying that the lack or the reduction in oil and the, in the need for oil because uh, movement in the world has slowed down hmm. um, means that they that means that they what have to produce more. I don't even get that. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> so, so everything like I don't. I, this is weird. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. I yeah. do, I don't see where it's going. Do you? No, it's too. People are. It's so tough. Like I was talking to, we we're. T- I'm sure everybody's been talking about it. it's the main topic. No you know, doubt. Right, right, right now. But well, and I'm such a. Maybe I'm a naysayer, but I'm always the last one to believe all this stuff. Right. So maybe that's just me, and fine. Right. You know that's the way I am. But I just don't believe what I read all the time. I don't either. And people just get so swept up in these numbers. But it's like, look at the flu numbers. Yep. from last year. Yeah, it's crazy. The flu epidemic is every year. Yep, you know, and this, I do think they are calling it the flu at some point, like this this virus. But this isn't anything new, you know. But we're so connected and we're so hypersensitive to these massive word grabs that people just get so sucked into it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But but, yeah. but I think this is a little bit compound by the fact that it's centered in the highest population base of the world yeah. and that has impact you know when you have the flu for instance you get the <clears> flu <throat> numbers and you have 160,000 people that die from the flu for instance yeah uh, that's spread all over the world yeah you know when you but when you have one country which represents you know uh, a third of the population yeah uh, spreading or having uh, this virus um, it can have serious impact and obviously is having serious impact yeah. even though the death count and or um, uh, and or it's spreading um, is you know somewhat I guess uh, I mean I don't really understand it is it really bad is it really good but um, it's had the kind of impact that we've never seen before yeah it's the unknown that totally. everybody's that's, that's why it's able totally. to to grab people's attention and and make it yeah scary yeah so, so we'll are yeah. so are you planning any travel in the near future no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm good so. you know i don't know if it would deter me from going anywhere i don't right. think i'd go on a cruise no but <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i don't think i'd go to italy right now but it, you know, that's right but, but isn't yeah. that the beginning i mean even yeah. even people no. who are uh to some uh to some uh to some to some point informed and feel confident in making decisions it's affecting everybody's decisions even the even the non-conservative people even people who are you know maybe uh, more open-minded they're making different decisions about what they're going to do and that's why the economy is being affected yeah i i can't imagine myself getting in a in a plane right now uh, that's going anywhere internationally i just just wouldn't feel comfortable and and I'm usually that guy too. I'm not. I'm not concerned about no. uh, about a virus. No. You know? So yeah, it is having its effect. But I remember being. I remember the SARS. Yeah. Two thousand three. Right. Yeah. It was 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 scary, and I remember it being like. Yeah. I remember. I was pretty young, but I do remember being on a plane uh, to Toronto, and I remember it being like like noticeable that yeah. it was a thing. Oh really? Back then, and uh, but I couldn't tell you if it was. You know, it would have affected... I, I do think it actually did affect our travel plans back then, now that I remember, or now that I'm thinking about it. That we did kind of talk about, well, maybe we shouldn't go to Toronto because it was, you know, it's a highly populated area. But, right. So, 
Yeah. So at the restaurant, yeah, you hear people talking about. Uh, you hear people speaking at, uh, talking at their tables amongst themselves or whatever. Yeah. What's what are they talking about? <laughs> are they talking about just the they, is is oh, there yeah. a continuous conversation about the virus? Um, I don't think that. No, it hasn't been too bad here, and I think, and that maybe that's where, like, I don't think it's well. Who am I to say? But I mean, I don't know if we need to be at the. T- the point where we're stockpiling toilet paper in, in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. And especially when it started, it was, what, two weeks ago when people started stockpiling toilet paper and there wasn't even a confirmed case in Alberta yet. That's so, funny. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I do think it should affect people's travel plans or thing, big things like that, but let's not get carried away mm-hmm. to the point where we're preparing for de- like doomsday. But, um, like, but let me just ask this question. Yeah. Will toilet paper uh, save you from doomsday? No, like, I, it won't. Like, I, and, I, and I don't, I just don't understand the toilet paper thing. So here yeah. we are. Here we are yeah. in March of 2020, and we're talking about toilet oh, paper. Toilet paper that shortage. seems to that seems to uh, give you give everybody uh, the, uh, uh, I guess a, a window into what people are worried about. Like that's to me, it yeah. seems a little bit. Yeah, it scary. seems a little bit crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure crazy. that um, I'm not sure that uh, like I was asked uh, by uh, by my son the other day. You know, um, uh, he said, "Dad, do you think we're in the best country as far as healthcare is concerned?" I said, "Absolutely, yes, hundred percent, absolutely." <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. So if yeah. if there's a country that 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 should have at least you know one percent uh, oh. better attitude about. Uh, about uh, healthcare, it should be us, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, and yeah, we have to rely on the people in charge, yeah, right, yeah. So you have two small little children, yeah. So are you worried about them? Yeah, I was. I was. I was thinking about that the other day, and of course, like you know, they, you you worry about them all the time, right. every, every little thing. Yes, of course. But um, yeah, I did worry about it the other day, and I was, you know, but I mean. Again, yeah, you just... And they're going to get sick, right? They're going to get sick. They're going to get a, they're gonna get a exactly. cold. Exactly. They're yeah. going to get a cold, like, within the next month, guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> Because that's what they do. Absolutely. You get one a month, pretty much. So, you know, what are you going to do? Like, that's just the way it is. You go to the, you know, heaven fruit. But, yeah, you want to talk about good health care. The stallery is just absolutely unbelievable. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every, like, you know, having, unfortunately, been there a couple times... It's unbelievable, like what that place does and the way they make you feel. You know, I remember Rosie, or sorry, my wife going there with my youngest, and she just said, like, never once did I feel like I shouldn't have taken him there. No, and that's uh, that is credit to them. They're yeah. they're a world class, um, um, yeah. you know, um, hospital, yeah. and they do tremendous, oh. tremendous work. It's there is no doubt about. It. We're so yeah. lucky. I mean, in yeah. we're in Edmonton. We're we're in Canada. First of all, secondly, yeah. we're in Edmonton. I, I don't, you know, I think if there's going to be a place for people to panic. Um, the last, let's say, the last uh, group of people to panic. I think it should be Edmonton, and maybe that's a good. Maybe that's why you stayed here. Maybe, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it, it, you know, it is actually true because it is. Again, I go back to that. People that are from Edmonton stay in Edmonton, and I don't mean that as like a. You know, we just we're from here. We're familiar with the place. Yeah. You know, and it's a people have built you know a family and a network here. Doesn't matter where well, you came from in the country, but you're familiar with everything around you, and that's really important. And it's a really, really tight knit community, and I think that would it's 
Well, when right. I take a look at uh, the dates that you, like the date, the year that you started your restaurant, it was not exactly, um, let's say, the prescribed best year to start a restaurant. I mean, in fact, uh, I think there <laughs> was awful. more restaurant closures during that year than there had been in uh, maybe 10. So yeah. um, you're taking a chance in an environment that was already being affected or an economy that was already being affected by the downturn in oil prices. Yep. Um, which was really the stability of our uh, of our economy and still is to a large degree. Yep. So um, you took you still took that chance here, and um, yeah. <laughs> and so quality of life must you know must have more impact on must have had more impact on you than um, you know maybe maybe it would have been more of a sure thing going somewhere else. You know. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a great time to start. Well. So the the time we put, when we did we put we put the deposit down in 2016. So wow. it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of why we were like, oh, well, we're into it. Committed. Now. We have no. We, we can't back out. <laughs> so timing was not ideal. That's for sure. But then it ended up 2017 ended up being, and this this isn't just my words, but it was probably the best year ever for new restaurants wow you know Bira, Baijo, mm-hmm. Alder Room, Alta, Us I'm gonna forget somebody so I apologize but yes. there was Butternut Tree yeah I think it was 2017 as well um yeah I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other ones oh, wish, and, and you think do you think yeah. the downtown revitalization like you know the, the ice district I know you're you're located right in the heart of it on 104th street yep um uh, but I'm saying that had an impact what do you think it definitely helped. I don't, I feel like that the group of people that would have, that wanted to be downtown would have went downtown anyways. Right. No, so right. I think yeah. that two thousand the year after would have been busier in terms of arena goers right. and, and show goers. Okay. Um, because 2017, the only, this is why I say that 2017 was the year Garth Brooks did a bunch of shows back to back, did those eight shows. Oh yeah. And yeah, we yeah. were not very busy for that. Oh, but which, but then about, we were really new, right? So right. about six months after that, we were packed for event nights. Right. Like we did the Lumineers a couple months later okay. and it was our busiest night it was our first night we did over 100 people wow. which for a 37 seat restaurant oh, that's is a awesome. lot of people that's yeah. a lot of people yeah. it was crazy it was almost like it might have even actually been shorter it might have been just a couple months after garth brooks but anyways my point is that yeah the people and the our clientele the foodie if you want to call them that would have probably come downtown anyways but the the drive park get in the lrt go to rexall place go back to the LRT, go home crowd yeah, yeah. was still a year or two away from kind of realizing that you can drive downtown, stay downtown, right. have dinner, right? go to the game. Driving was an impact. After, uh, yeah, driving absolutely. was a huge impact. Okay, just getting Edmontonians used to that yeah, and used to the fact that downtown and Ice District and 104th Street is, you know, it's part of it. It's part of the experience. And now yeah. you're on the minds of on on the minds of uh, people who are traveling to Edmonton on a national basis. Mm-hmm. So I hear, yeah. oh, I hear hockey teams are starting to hang out there now. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that started. Maybe but... they're coming there for your autograph. Yeah. <laughs> <What do> you... 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. We can, yeah, we can relate. Me yeah. and the hockey guys. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah. got to be uh, that's got to be the, uh, because of uh, you know because of the uh, yeah. of of your reviews. And We've so had on. a few things like the Forbes feature immediate impact, mm. which was really neat. That is amazing. But we do a lot of a lot of Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, even and a lot of Americans too. Wow. Tons. Wow. Which is awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's really neat. And they're, they're, they're really open about letting us know that they're not from Edmonton. Yeah, that's good. Some for other reasons. But yeah, yeah but they're, they're always just letting us know, like, hey, we're from, you know, we're from here, we're from there. And we saw you in this and we saw you in that. Because well, I think they like that connection too. Well, they definitely like that connection too. And especially when you deliver. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about the delivery, but they're not even coming to your door unless somebody else said it was good yeah, exactly. before they got there. Yeah. So uh, I don't know where the hockey team thing started, though, because yeah. we had yeah, the Minnesota Wild. It's not like your pasta, but I guess that pasta yeah. thing's over, too. Nobody does pasta anymore. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, we have it back on the menu, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, you know, the, the hockey teams used to go oh, to, yeah. traditionally to Italian restaurants yeah. to load mm-hmm. up on carbs. Yeah, and now, too, yeah. I mean, even on the latest commercials, no, you're not supposed to load up no yeah they're more into the vegetables <laughs> yeah a lot of the a lot of the hockey guys um yeah they're way more veggie focused they are yeah they? 100%, so where do you yeah. think protein's going what direction do you think it's going oh, that's yeah it's it's definitely going like smaller portions for sure okay so but our like i think we're we've kind of got the right idea where we all of our vegetable dishes are the ones that change. Our proteins are what stay the same. And then that way, we're a shared plate restaurant. Right. So we do a big steak, but you don't have to eat all 12 ounces to yourself. You right. know, you split it between four people. Right. And right. that's more of an appropriate portion size. Right. You know. And you find people are, are trending that way? Because um, Alberta's, you know, beef. Yeah. It's about beef, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's... it's tough to say like it's it's definitely split there's a big divide between but I, I i will definitely say that everybody's on board with the quality is getting way better okay and people really okay. understand how it should be eat done. less of it yeah but eat higher quality of it don't right. eat it every day okay and people are definitely definitely getting that part down okay correct yeah okay so now we need we need something from you um and um, you're going to have to give up, give it up. We need one <laughs> restaurant trick. One thing oh, that you sure. do with a vegetable <laughs> or, a, or a piece oh. of or meat or, or <sighs> I don't know, an egg. I don't okay. know, something. So just something that we would have never thought about. Like, you know, oh, wow, that's how you get that done. Oh, there's so many. Just give me one. Just, just one? Yeah, just one. Just one little, one little tip. One little tip, hey? Hmm. I think... Well, let's see. Seasoning is massive. Okay. If I if I was okay, let's put it this way: if I was going to somebody's house yeah. and they were going to cook me dinner, none Ooh. of my friends—they're all great. Nobody would. Everybody nobody would ever cook you dinner. First great. of all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chefs never care. We never care. If somebody's cooking for us, we and we I wholeheartedly say that we do not care. If you're cleaning or you're cooking, we'll clean. We're we're happy. Um, Seasoning is That's just good so big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seasoning is so big. Um, but the biggest thing is just taste it. 
Okay. Just taste it. All like right. taste it and eat it. And like everybody always thinks like, how did you learn how to cook? Well, the same way you did. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just grabbed everything when I was a kid. Right. And just made stuff. But you just taste and taste and taste and don't stop tasting and build that catalog of flavor in your head. Remember what things taste like. Use salt. Okay. <laughs> so, but okay, use a okay. good salt. Use kosher salt. Okay. And you should have a couple different types of salt. Have kosher salt yeah. for your all-purpose salt. Right. Don't use table salt. All right. People think, like, I don't know, is it still a thing where people have to have the iodine in it? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't. Whatever. I, don't, we don't no use that, but. I have no idea. <laughs> but anyways, but table salt is really fine. Right. And it ends up. But people think like, oh, I don't need much because it's so fine. Okay. Because they and they ended up, they make it saltier. So it's because better it, to have a coarser salt. salt. Well, the kosher salt is perfect. Diamond Crystal is the brand. That's right. the best brand you can get. You okay. Can get it at an Italian Center. Okay. Big red box. All right. Get yourself a big red box for your house. It'll last a year. Yeah. And it's cheap. Yeah. It's a good price. But learn how to season and and use your use your hands don't use a, a yeah, salt grinder yeah, that's a big deal use your hands don't use a spoon and you'll learn if you pinch it with two fingers yes three fingers four fingers or you got a handful of salt and you'll know which things need which really really use that that's a big part of it and then you should also have some really nice coarse salt some really nice sea salt there's a good place out of vancouver uh, yeah vancouver island that's doing a really good Really coarse sea salt. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. But you could get gray salt from Brittany. You could get Florida salt, whatever. Yeah, okay. But well, that's, that's for, like, your finishing on your meat. But then also use acid to season your food, too. So lemon juice, vinegar, anything like that. Red wine vinegar, white wine vinegar. Okay. All that sort of stuff. Have that on hand. But learn how to use it as a seasoning, not just as a flavor. Oh. So if you're making a pasta sauce. Right. Right. Make sure you've got salt in the water. you got a little bit of salt in the pasta sauce. But then maybe hit it with a little bit of lemon juice, depending on what the flavor is. If it's tomato sauce, you probably go with like red wine or white wine vinegar. So like on the pasta after it's and cooked? And the sauce. Oh, okay. Not so much that you need to taste it and go, oh, that tastes like red wine vinegar. Okay. Just so that it's going to be there. It'll pull it forward is what we call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Acid pulls. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But then you got to always, if you use a little bit of lemon, use a little salt, taste it. Because they will affect each other as well, right? So don't put too much don't in. Don't put too, yeah, never or too little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But okay. yeah, but that's big. But yeah. if you're tasting, I mean, yeah. I think your advice is so sound. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you've you've introduced two things that uh, people probably took for granted, yeah. never thought about, and uh, and yeah. taste. If you don't taste it, then how do you know if you're doing the right thing? Exactly. And, and I have yeah. to, and I have to say that. Um, you know, using your hands, like that just makes so much sense yeah. because how do you know how much is coming out of that yeah, salt exactly. Shaker? Unless you're using a teaspoon, tablespoon every time, right. which we no. don't do at the restaurant no. either. No. You know, not if we're seasoning a piece of meat. No. You know, if we're doing a recipe that's like an exact recipe, right. sure. But right. yeah, use your fingers, use your hands, taste, taste, taste. So that's uh, that's yeah. that no that's great yeah. that's exactly what I was kind of hoping for yeah. one of those one of those great tips and maybe I'll Perfect. increase my listeners to six <laughs> total. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I, I I have a couple just a couple more questions. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, what's uh, what's I mean how old are you, Ryan? If you don't mind sharing that with 33. us. Thirty three. Wow, thirty three, <laughs> and that's successful. That is amazing. Yeah, that's that's you, just yeah. that's just amazing. So yeah. so what's um, a uh, very successful restaurateur in Edmonton. Uh, what's uh, what's a 33-year-old uh, worried about? What are you worried about? What keeps you up at nights? Oh, money. <laughs> money. Cash flow. Cash okay. flow is, yeah, 
and I, I'm not ashamed to say it. It's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. The, the, if there's one thing that the public could do to restaurants is like, just, just know that things are not overpriced. Right. Please remember that yeah. we are not overpriced. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we trust, like we are trying to do our best to make it as cheap as well, as so affordable th- as possible for everybody. But the margins are so razor thin yep. in the restaurant world. And you're not going to see the prices go down anytime soon. So please trust us and just spend your money wisely. Go to good places. That's the biggest thing I can say. And I think that's evident in the yeah. number of restaurants that are actually closing. Oh, and we haven't seen very many new restaurants opening up in the last year or so that no, I've noticed. Quiet. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so, I mean, right now, if you're trying to make a decision on opening a restaurant, I, I think you're probably waiting. You know, why, why would you open one today? Like I that's, would, yeah. yeah. I've had no shortage of people come forward and say, hey, you sh- we should open a place. And I've just had to say, no, well, we no, can't that's... do it. You know, and that's, we, we have to be realistic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so on the other side yeah. of that coin, because I always like to end on something positive. What, yeah. are, what are you excited about? Like, what's, what, <laughs> yeah, what excites true. you? What that gets you up in the up. morning? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, first it's cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's an exciting time to be to be feeding the city. Let's yeah, that's it. That's so fun. And you know, you think like, Oh, tonight we got a hockey game. Perfect. A lot of people are coming in, going to go eat before the hockey game. And we take so much pride in that, that people, you know, put trust in us to come to the restaurant on their night out. You know, I know how difficult it is with kids to get out and you know, with a babysitter, things like that, it's tough. So if people are just coming to the restaurant, we're so happy to be feeding them. Yeah, and well, that's, keep that's, it, keep pushing it, and keep changing the menu, and keep uh, keep finding new things to make people happy. And yeah, that's you what know keeps what? Us going. I think yeah. your clients uh, and uh, the people that come to your restaurant feel exactly what you're trying to bring to the table, and it's not just food. Perfect. It's yeah. about uh, you know, it's about bringing uh, uh, a feeling of of you know being welcome, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously yeah. delivering on the promise. So. You know, it's yeah. been it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much, My and <laughs> uh, really uh, exciting to hear you know about your business and and interesting to hear about your point of view because you know young successful people in Edmonton are important. Uh, the future of Edmonton is in the hands of yeah. everybody that's willing to take a chance to help move the city forward. And yeah, exactly. And, and good on you. <clears throat> Thanks again. We need it. My pleasure. Okay, take care. Thanks so much. All right.